for $295,000, you can get an in-circle acetylene custom travel library involving books, furniture, objet d'art, all curated by Prosper Asseline and his wife, Martine Asseline. A traveling library? No, it's a travel library. I like your idea better. (laughs) I like the Katie Casimir traveling library. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Casimir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. You know what? I'm going to turn it all over to you for the kickoff. Yeah. Okay, everyone, welcome to it's our holiday survival guide. We give it to you yeah. every year. Every year we say, I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. Yeah. It's, we know the holidays are tough, and this year we've got another layer of tough on top of it with COVID. But you know what? Yeah. If we all hold virtual hands, we can get through it. Yeah, and you know what? Like like we said for the Thanksgiving, if you're the kind of person for whom the holidays were not your your bag, now you can skip all that shit. Yeah. And nobody can say anything. You just you could just say one thing, COVID. COVID. You don't even have to say 19. Yeah. You say COVID. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the stress is really about... Um, the people. The people, being with people who, especially the, for the past four years, who were in the mm-hmm. Trump and you weren't. And, yeah. and that now it's going to be hard because I, I, I wonder if conservatives are writing articles that are like, what happens when your gay son comes home and he's happy that he'll be able to lead a life without being, you know, yeah. gunned down in the streets? How will you deal with that at the table? Yeah, right. And <laughs> how do you deal now with, um, without using fear and intimidation? Yeah. You know, and your guns. Yeah. Um, now what do you do? What do you Is do it, now? Will there be conversations again? I, frankly, I hope that the uh, the holidays, that people will adapt their traditions to the times. Yes. Right. And stop, stop living in the past. Um, so to that end, what do you want to kick off with? So I'll kick off with, um, new holiday traditions. You can start with your family. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, why don't you try something very, something different, you know, or you can t- put your own twist on it on a classic. As yeah, because every everything that we do now was someone's ridiculous made up idea at some point. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> how do you, you want things that you do want that you look forward to is a cozy, festive atmosphere. Um, Drinks that are warm. Yeah. But sometimes even looking at past traditions that were fun, it's just like from such another time now. Because yeah. we have been, we've gone through. We're this. celebrating our grandparents' tra- traditions still. I feel like sometimes, yeah, or their, or maybe even their parents, yeah, like our great grandparents. The way that we celebrate the holidays is very similar. I think. Yeah, one of the things, like if you don't do any of these things, this is what some people do: they bake holiday cookies for neighbors, which is a great thing to do. That seems very old fashioned. And and I like that idea. Like, like bringing some food to your neighbors. I think I remember when I was younger doing things like that. Um, And over the years, it seems like the holidays have more been about baking that cookie for yourself. Yeah. 
Yes, right. And just like having them here and then whoever yeah. comes in can eat them or whatever. Yeah. But As actually, opposed to making a little basket and like taking it to someone, which now during COVID is great, right? You can leave it for them. Just on the doorsteps and you don't have to get into a big conversation either. Nope. Um, you can use all those cloth bags you've been trying to get rid of. I've been trying to get rid of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's my new thing now, Pete. I'm just saying this, everybody, for the holidays. If you're if you're gifting things to people, um, if you're hanging things on doorknobs like we do, because I live in an apartment building, or you're dropping things on people's doorstep, those cloth bags are perfect for that. Yeah, exactly. Get them out of your house. Um, you can volunteer to um, help with the food at a shelter. Yep. You could do that. Um, you can decorate the tree as a family, but I think a lot of families do that anyway. Um, but one thing you can do is to maybe get a new ornament. Every family member gets to make a new ornament and stick it on. Out of what? Out of stuff from around the house? Yeah. I like that idea. I'm very, I'm, you know, I've always been into recycling, but as I get older, I'm just fucking tired of buying stuff. Yeah. And whenever I think about, because uh, I'm a crafty person anyway, whenever I think about it, I'm like, do I have something here already? Yeah. That I could be that could be used, you know, in this project. You know, I've been thinking a lot about um, the kids and how these holidays, especially the Christmas holiday, it is really it's made for kids to really enjoy. And well, yeah, at this point, because it's just toys, like it's just you know yeah. the presents aspect. Of yeah, it. but there's also that magical feeling aspect of that anticipation of Santa Claus coming. And is there my friends' kids yeah. give their parents Amazon gift lists, Katie? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, and they know Santa Claus. They they're like screw. They're not even thinking about Santa Claus. They literally like not even printing out the list anymore. I'm that. I'm like 2018 with that. Yeah. <laughs> they send their parents a link. To the list oh that's maybe the older ones do but the little ones they're eight they're oh. <laughs> yeah i this is what i'm saying i'm not saying that maybe they, other kids don't do it differently but i just i'm observing what i've seen um some of my friends kids do and i was pretty surprised right but they may probably have older siblings who have you know burst their bubble yeah their yeah santa claus bubble but here's something that especially that we're all at home with COVID and it's like we're in the house. Let's do something new. So why don't you take a holiday tradition from around the world? Like, okay. why don't you like teach the kids about what happens uh, in Spain? Where, okay. where the Magi comes and delivers the gifts, you know? For some reason in my mind, a bullfight happened and the <laughs> gifts were delivered that way. Cause I'm just stereotyping Spain, but I guess I do other things as well. Yeah, and what about leaving um, your shoes out? Oh, I like that one. I was going to say, I like the chocolate and treats in the clog. Yeah. I always wish we had that when I was, I wear, I have tons of pairs of clogs. I love clogs. But when I was a kid, I read about that tradition. I was like, why can't, that would be really cool to have like a carved wooden shoe. Yeah. I think my mom was like, I don't, what are you talking about? Center clog. You're getting a Barbie. Yeah. Center claws comes to town and does that. Oh yeah. I used to remember her remembering like the night of going, Oh, I got to put out a shoe. <laughs> and then my mother like, Oh, he's like, fuck, I got to put something in that shoe. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Here's a cough drop. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapped in tinsel. I'm glad I don't have kids. That would be me. I'd be like, you want a, like a tree? Here's a halls. Mentholitis. Yeah. Breathe easy. Yeah. Happy I mean, These are, th- you could try out different things that you never did before. Um, you can just, it, it doesn't have to be anything 
Yeah, you know, it could be exotic either. An advent calendar is fun. I, I didn't grow up doing that. Uh, I grew up a Christian, like raised mm-hmm. as Christian, but that was not a part of our tradition. I think advent calendars are really fun. I think that's something that you could do. You could introduce really easily and it doesn't have to be denominational. Right. And then you could do the thing. You can um, adopt the, the German tradition of um, finding the pickle on the tree. Wow. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing where you, there's a pickle ornament. In some I've seen pickle. those before. Yeah. yeah. But those are significant. They're like, if you are the first to find the pickle Christmas ornament, you get the first present, an extra present. Or the job of handing out the presents on Christmas. Plus so is there a spare German present out there that's just for anybody who's first? Um, if you if they find the pickle, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a spare present for that. Okay. Or pickle they, present. Yeah, or if, or you get um, to hand, whatever it is, hand out the presents. And it's good luck. Um, the elf on the shelf, I don't know what they're going to do this year with COVID. Like this. <laughs> is, will the elf be allowed in? Yeah. <laughs> Will he have to stay his ass on the shelf or will he be free to move about? Yeah. You know, writing the letters to Santa. You know. mm-hmm. I wonder how much longer those traditions will persist. I feel like technology and is coming at children very quickly and they're very sophisticated. They, their sense of wonder, I would say that the locus for their sense of wonder is different than it was for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, uh, yeah, I just wonder how it's going to go. Because I remember as a kid, you know, the idea that Santa Claus came down the chimney. And I was like, fuck, we don't have a chimney. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? But then why was it so specific? I would tell you, I'll tell you something. My um, my nephew, they told him they didn't have a chimney and they said he came out of the furnace. Is that a good idea? It scared him so bad. Yeah, of like course. It. Yeah. He's coming out of a fiery pit. Now he's some kind of Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> maybe bearing gifts, maybe not so much. Yeah. Um, one thing people are doing this year, they're saying, you know, it's the tour of the neighborhood light display, mm-hmm. which is number one free. It's outdoors. It's mm-hmm. and you just mil- you just roll by with your car. Yeah. You go by with your car. And um, so they're, you know, asking people like, really just do it up this year. I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you can afford the bills yeah, to go along with it, I always, some of those really, it's like in New Jersey and there's a couple of places in Brooklyn that do it and uh, a couple in Long Island that are really, really well known for the whole neighborhood coming out. And I always think like how much, like are those, how much are those people paying for the light show Yeah, in terms of electricity? Um, so, you know, hopefully they're using solar. I know, right? <laughs> Because some of those things, I don't, we don't do a lot of Christmassy stuff where we don't really celebrate the holiday. Um, but, you know, Christmas lights get hot. Oh. And I wonder, and I wonder if, if you went close to some of these displays, if you would like feel some heat off of them. Yeah. Some of them people get really competitive and they really. Yeah. Like they really put it on. Like, I wonder if they like melt snow. Yeah. Oh, God. From the, you know what I mean, from the heat of these, these displays. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's something you could definitely do. Get in your car and drive around and see the displays. Yeah, and but another thing is like send out holiday cards. And yep. you can do that, but who knows everybody's addresses at this point. Yeah, I have addresses of um, maybe you and like a couple of other people. Yeah. 
but everyone else I it's virtual. And even nowadays you can send a, a you know a gift to someone without even knowing their address if you're sending it through the through the internet. Yeah. Um you know what you can do as a family, you can buy matching pajamas. Oh God. Christmas pajamas and wear those. Um, I've seen those before. It's frightening. Well, here's something else that you can do, and maybe not everybody does this, but you can have um, participate in the um, Feast of the Seven Fishes. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, this is an Italian-American thing. Um, okay. Did you celebrate this growing up? No, I knew about it, but we didn't really do it. Um, the people in your area yeah. maybe did it. Uh, so it's one of the oldest traditions from southern Italy. Hmm. And so... It usually occurs on Christmas Eve, and it's a grand meal, including, you guessed it, seven different types of seafood. Usually. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, so you you have seven types of seafood, from shrimp, octopus, clams, cod, the whole thing. Oh, you know what? I'm with this. Who are these people? I'm going there. Is it Italy? Feast of the Seven Fishes, Italy. I love this. I love seafood. Yeah. I'm sold. I've never been a big uh, Christmas person, but now I see the merits. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and these seven different kinds of seafood. And it's Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this. Look out, Kwanzaa, step aside. Yeah. I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some people are going to talk about, like, um, caroling. I don't think that's a good idea. And in COVID? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically an assault. It's yeah. a felony, yeah. I think. So, yeah. Attempted murder. Yes. Attempted murder. Yeah, so these are, like, you could look up these, uh, they're saying go to a midnight mass, which we're not doing. No, uh, but you can, I mean, a lot of churches are having worship online, from what I understand. Right, so you can actually watch it televised and enjoy it that way. And then you can leave, like, a tip. Yeah, for, for the baby priest. Jesus, yeah. yeah. For baby Jesus. Oh, for the priest, sorry. <laughs> for the priest. <laughs> Here's your tip, Jesus. Can you tip a priest? I don't think you can. Uh, you tip the church, I think. I don't think it's called a tip, though. Is it? It's a donation. Yeah, it's a donation. <laughs> no, no. Every Sunday they would hand out the basket, like for donations, but they don't call it a tip. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a tip. Uh, tip your server. Yeah. So the, you know, you can find these different things and kind of like tweak them a little bit and do things that you never tried before. It's a total Christmas thing. Oh, yeah, so I like the idea of creating a new tradition. I, I wanted to, if I may piggyback on your idea of tipping. Yes. Um, a part of holiday survival is tipping. Um, it's uh, something that we all have to do during the holidays. And I just wanted to review a little tipping guide. There aren't that many people this year that I will be tipping, unfortunately, because of COVID. Right. Um, I haven't seen my hairdresser once in 2020. Oh, the poor hairdressers. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I may still tip. Um, I haven't seen my, the woman who cleans our apartment. She's only come once. 
we were away for for a day and so we had her come in because we didn't want to risk you know Mm -hmm. we didn't want to ask her to come in and not have her be comfortable so we weren't here for the whole day but you know there are a lot of people who may not get tipped this year because you haven't used the service but they still have to eat yeah so i'd like to go over some you know some quick tipping etiquette for the holidays okay um the people you should tip anyone who is giving care to your children, your babysitter needs to get a tip. Yeah, absolutely. They they recommend for daycare providers, any caregivers between 20 and $70 and a small gift from the child. Oh, okay. As well. Um, Cash gifts may be considered inappropriate for teachers and coaches. I've never heard of tipping a coach. Yeah. Not a coach. The teacher. I guess if you want to get your kid in the infield. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, little, little Clara is terrible. So they got her way out there and you just got to just put her in, you know, why, her in the why are there nine people in the outfield and nobody, so would I would have something, nobody tipped coach. Brian. Yes. Yes. Um, so they say for those kind of people, give them a gift card, yeah. which is the same as a gift, right? Yeah. Or a small gift with a hand note, your, your hairstylist or barber, you know, you need to tip them. Yeah. Um, you tip them about the same as what you'd spend on a visit. Yeah. Um, uh, your favorite delivery person. I don't have a favorite delivery person. There's so many delivery people. What do you mean? I don't even see them anymore, but it says if you develop a camaraderie with your mail carrier, small tip can be nice, but postal workers cannot accept cash, gift cards, or currency. Then what are you supposed to give them? Well, in our building, we, we give them snacks. Okay and beverages and they cannot be part of a meal so we have a basket downstairs where we put especially during covid we put like waters for people you know things that are sealed yeah that get you know you can give them a small gift under 20 dollars or a perishable item but they have to share it with their entire branch oh god according to law because the postal workers are like smurfs you know what i mean yeah if they have their own thing going on. You can tip a FedEx person. Okay. Up to $75. Oh, up to 75 Up to $75. That's what it says. It's a lot. I know. I feel like FedEx wrote this article. Yeah. It's like, that's a lot because there's so many different ones. But they're like, uh, by the way, do not tip a postal worker, but the FedEx person, tip them. Yeah. Oh, tip us. It's not fair. Um, if you have people who are working in your home or yard, 15 to $40, um, for gardeners or, or, you know, 20 to $50 for landscapers. Okay. If there's a team doorman or superintendent, this is a huge one in New York. I, it says here, you give them 20 to a hundred dollars. I say, give them as much as you possibly can. Yeah. They have been killing themselves right now with COVID. Like the work that the the doormen, superintendents, building cleaners have been doing is incredible. Yeah. Um, so I would like give them as much as you possibly can, more than you would normally. Right. Um, if you have a live-in helper, good for you. I don't even know why they've written an article for you. You should know that you have to give them a week to a month pay for a bonus. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you have a live-in. All right. That's That sounds good. But nurses or care home care aides, they may not be like their jobs may preclude them from getting tips. So they say give a thoughtful gift. I feel like they should be tipped if yeah. you can. Why not? I think everybody, anyone who touches your body needs cash. 
and who gets who is underpaid. Yeah, they all so, need cash, right? Yeah. Um, it said also your fitness coach, personal trainers, you tip them one session. Your dog walker, you tip them one session, uh, or one week pay. Okay. And then newspaper or delivery person, a small tip between ten and thirty dollars. And for some reason, I take offense at tipping the newspaper delivery person. I don't know why. I tip everybody else. One year I got something from the newspaper delivery person asking for a tip. And I wrote back, the tip is do not leave any notes for me. No, no. (laughs) I was, and I'm not that kind of person. You know me, I'm a generous tipper, but there's something about the newspaper delivery person. I'm like, you know what? Pass. You're just not doing it. You're not feeling it. Because sometimes I would find it halfway down the hall. Yeah, if they're not stairs, like all you have to do is fling it at my door. That's I know. So yeah, that's the tipping guide for this year. And remember, a lot of people may may not have been able to provide you with the services, but you don't just tip on the past; you tip for the future. That's right. If you want to get a, you want your dog groom right to ensure promptness. If you want Clara in the infield next year, yeah, despite her lack of gifts. Yeah, others make it rain on Coach Brennan. Yes, otherwise it'll be a field of nightmares. Yeah, just everybody in the outfield. Yes. No, there's one kid running all the bases, yeah. pitching. Yeah. He's exhausted. It's like Bugs Bunny, you know. On the, yes. Oh my on God. first, on second, on third. Well, all right, what do you have? Information. I mean, honestly. The, the, yeah, the- but remember to tip people if you can. You know, remember to tip people. Yeah, you will get your hair dyed again. Yeah, yes, exactly. You know, and then they're going to remember. They're going to remember that when they're looking at those roots. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you know, with with COVID, it's like, um, you know, it's kids are having a hard time processing it, and there's here's pointers for parents and other adults in kids' lives, like. Um, according to the age group, what, what you can okay. help. Um, so, you know, with the holidays approaching and the challenges of uncertainty during the pandemic, um, you've got to help your child cope with the things being different. Cause we're mm-hmm. talking about, Oh, try a new tradition. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's hard for kids. So from zero to three year old focus on quality time and don't worry about the details. Because yeah, they don't know shit anyway. They, they just know. got here. They just got here. They're not going to be able to recall detailed memories. Yeah. And now's a good time to not give them a lot of stuff around the holidays so they get used to not getting it. Right. And then don't shoot yourself in the foot. Yes. Yeah, so it's very simple. And they would just like the quiet downtime and feel love and attention from their parents. So mm. so with all the social distancing that's going on, extra, you know, company with their parents, you know, cuddle. Yeah. Them sitting together is perfect. That's what they need. Um, from kids four to six, create new quarantine uh, approved holiday traditions. This is where instead of in-person visits, you know, consider or with fa- friends and family or Santa, um, try doing the video interaction or write letters or make cards. Yeah. Um, let's see. And, you know, maybe don't have them, think they have to buy anything make have them make something as a gift 
I would say this is a good time to start all of these kind of non-commercial habits. Yeah. If you have children, you're in a good, you're in a good position because I see, I don't have kids and I'm very happy not to, but I, and you know, but I work with kids a lot and I see parents setting themselves up for a lifetime of making Christmas bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But then I have, I've seen some parents keep it Scandinavian from day one. Yeah. Really? And it's like, and you see, I see there as their kids are getting older, their kids are not expecting the big, you know, commercial Christmas deal. They're expecting a couple of gifts and it's more about the, the, the family time. Yeah. Right. And they they say, don't punish children for having a negative reaction to the holiday and tell them it's okay to feel sad or disappointed or angry. It's all right. Yeah. Tell them to get used to it. It's life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From six to 12, um, this is the time where they need to build resilience for the future. This is really. Yes, hard. they do. Tell them it's okay to feel again, disappointed, sad, and angry. Um, but and talk to them more that they have to take these precautions because of COVID. And um, I think we're going to have finally a generation of kids that are being raised with the reality of what, what life is like. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that you don't, you know, that like, it's not that great. Yeah. Uh, every every once in a while, something nice might happen. Maybe because of something you did. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, and ask them. Yeah. The, ask them for their ideas on how to make the holiday special. And yeah. then, you know what? Also teach them, try to teach them some relaxation strategies like yoga, yeah. uh, slow breathing. Um, Coping mechanisms. Right? Yeah. The sense of a favorite treat, lotion or candle. Um, and then for your, our teenagers, poor teenagers, 13 to 18. Oh God. Uh, yeah. You know what? Just leave them to stew in it. They know everything is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ask them how <laughs> they're try feeling. To with, with some relaxation and breathing. Yeah. Well, just ask them how they're feeling. Let them know you're there for them. Um, if they feel wanted, they want to talk. Um, sometimes they just want somebody to listen to them and not solve the problem. Yes. Much like women. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just, just listen and you can listen and sympathize a good, like it has always worked with me when I've worked with teens, if they are complaining, they'd be like, man, that sucks. And just leave it at that. I don't have to, I don't have to make a suggestion about how things could be better with Becky. Yeah. It just sucks. It just sucks. And like, yeah, life, life is rough. Yeah. Um, Allow them, yeah. Allow them a sense of control by giving them choices. Maybe having a friend on a different day to celebrate the holiday or allow them to plan a special activity. You know, like you got to give them a little bit of room somewhere. Yeah, this is, I mean, I think this is really good advice. I realize now that I get older, all this stuff is so weird for me because I went away to boarding school and you go away to boarding school. Everyone's like, buck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, buck up, put those chinos on and get to class. Yeah, right. <laughs> like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, you know. I'm not saying it was a better way, but I'm just saying, you know, there's, if if you teach, it seems like if you teach these kids when they're younger resilience, then they'll be able to handle something like this, because this isn't the last time this is going to happen. Right. There's always right. going to be something. And this is the opportunity to, like, yeah. as they say, fail better. Yeah. You know, fail, fail again. You know, it's not like. And change expectations. Yeah. Like be realistic. Yeah, it's funny because now they're saying for parents and caregivers, how do you manage your own feelings? It says, allow yourself to feel sad and worried and angry. 
um, do something to nurture yourself, adjust your Mm -hmm. own expectations and look at the big picture. And remember, this is the big one. Kids take cues from their parents. If you maintain the festive and calm demeanor, your kids will pick up and do the same. Yeah. And you see that when you see people and their kids, right? Chill parents, chill kids. Yeah. Uptight, nervous parents, and then uptight, nervous children. Mm Mm-hmm. And and not and not for any particular reason, I think, other than they're getting it from their parents, because obviously the children are not, you know, stressed out about work. Yeah, because they're just like, how do you handle when anything goes wrong? Do you freak out and scream and cry or ignore the problem? Like they, you have to teach coping to kids. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know of how well we do that here. I, I feel like we've been trying to address it for a long time and people see it as creepy. Like I remember when I was teaching, when they were like, you know, teach children, like it wasn't yoga, but it was like stretching and relaxation. And they were like, it's, it's spiritualism. I'm like, no, I'm just trying not to get this kid to punch a wall. Yeah, right. (laughs) And a couple of deep breaths word is not going to really get him into like some alternate spirituality. Yeah. It's really. Oh, and by the way, what you taught him obviously isn't working. (laughs) You know, like, so I don't know, you know, I know. I don't know. Yeah. It's gotta be hard for kids. I, I remember my, all of my memories of Christmas really revolve around commercialism. I'm going to be, you know, honest. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. It's like the shop shopping really the, having a holiday around shopping is a, for me is a big turnoff. Yeah, I, but for, you know. for me, it was like we never really got anything. So it was the only time of year when you would actually get something. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there's a lot of you. Yeah, to me, that was you an know. exciting time. And yeah, I just saw like a lot of because I, I wasn't rich, but like a lot of my friends were fairly wealthy, or at least their parents were profligate spenders. And I just, it was just a turnoff to me, you know, kind of like. Oh, this is what, like, this is what your parents are doing for you to like cheer you up and make you happy. Like, let's just have a meal. Yeah. Yeah. But I always knew, like, I always wanted to believe in Santa Claus at a young age. Oh, really? I wanted to. I knew there wasn't any, but I was like, I believe anyway. You hoped, yeah, you had hope for that there was magic in the world. Yeah. Because like some of these kids in the neighborhood were such jerks and they would get Mm. a a ton of stuff for Christmas. I'm like, there's no Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, Santa's not real. Yeah, my my thing was always I like I never I believed in Santa Claus, and when I was young, that I stopped pretty early because of my cynicism, and I just I but I didn't bust it for other kids. I was like, man, these rubes. I hope they enjoy it while they can. <laughs> Let me get on over to third grade. Yeah. See you guys. Later. <laughs> See you guys later. We're doing multiple. We're doing times tables today. I gotta keep it real. Yeah. I was not like I was pretty sure that my parents were buying the presents, and but you had to, yeah, but I had to go along with it. Oh, for the and they they yeah my they and my mom persisted in like not putting the presents out until like the you know I was asleep the night before. I'm like, why are you doing this? We lived in a small house. If I bothered to look in any closet, there they were. But I never did because I was like, I'm not going to make this any worse for her than it already is. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, whatever. Just go with it. She seems to be happy. Yeah. Turn a blind eye. Turn a blind eye.
You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Saltmari and Katie Casimir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. This year, there won't be any office parties. Yeah. You know, uh, but it says that the majority, according to Forbes, um, 89% of UK companies, this is companies in the United Kingdom, are planning virtual events for the Christmas season. So usually we would prepare you to get through the office party in person. But now we have to prepare you to get through the office party on Zoom. Zoom. And this can is, you imagine? I can't even. I can't even. So how? Here's how it. Here's how it's going to go. There's a company called Hire Space, and I think they're kind of like a temp agency. Uh, it's a venue booking spot, site and a temp agency. Now they're developing a virtual event for a hundred thousand attendees <gasps> with comics. Musicians, actors, cabaret acts, and magicians in a circus style extravaganza. And they're marketing that as an office party to some people. Do you see that's virtual like watching a show? That you virtual participants will move between activities from burlesque rooms to bingo. I don't know what kind of interaction there is. I don't know. I can get behind some gambling if you can win a prize and they deliver it to you. I feel like they're not going to do that for the holidays, though, (laughs) because I don't know if gambling for me and for you. Yes. Gambling and Christmas go together, but I don't think they do for a lot of people. (laughs) In the U.S., there's a company called Offsite, site spelled S-Y-T-E, because, you know, cheeky. Yeah. And dot com. It's a marketplace for team activities, which everyone loves. Corporate team activities, right? Of course. They organizing bespoke online events for clients, including wine tasting, followed by a virtual escape room. So you'll get virtually drunk and then you'll be virtually trapped with the asshole from HR. Wait a minute. You have to buy your own drinks. Yeah. Ramen and sake tasting. Oh, wait. Food and drink kits will be mailed to participants ahead of time. I hope they don't do it too far ahead of time. Okay. That's okay. I could get behind that. If someone is going to mail me alcohol and food, and then yeah. be like it on. Live. But then you have to wait to eat and drink it until they say. Yeah. Um, there's another uh, company that is designing virtual experiences, uh, including a one-hour live tour of European Christmas markets, a one-hour virtual dog sledding experience, uh, an ambitious air, water, earth, and fire experience, incorporating a live skydive, a shark dive and a tour of a family-owned coffee farm in Costa Rica and conversation with a volcanologist. Just so you know, in Costa Rica, these things are like on the ground. A volcanologist, a coffee farm owner, you can talk to them anytime you want. Yeah, you know, and that, that's the thing. You can do this all yourself. or <laughs> Yes, you can do this all yourself. You're basically Zooming with some guy, you know, who has a degree in <laughs> volcanoes. But he's going to be at the mouth of the volcano, supposedly. And this is a party. These are experiences, yeah. That are supposed to be the party. Yeah, and people can interact with the people they're watching on camera. Oh. Yeah. Um, Um, Hey, you know what? Somebody's trying. Like, I give them credit. (laughs) People are just trying to get money out of people. How much are they charging for this stuff, dude? Does it say? No, these are no. It doesn't say because they're corporate parties, oh. right? So there's another one. 
um, there's a telephone answering service and they're having Christmas dinner and trimmings delivered to all 1000 of their employees. Okay. I like that idea. They sent, we decided to offer all of our staff Christmas dinner because we've effectively been on our people's homes and working at home for most of the year. We want to say a special thank you to them and their families. So they're sending the entire household to Christmas dinner. Oh, that's nice. That's classy. Um, another company is doing a... That is really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a scavenger hunt um, where people will show and tell something that makes them happy and also show their most random quarantine purchase. That actually sounds kind of fun. If you know the people in your office. Yeah. You know what? It's too much like with the video conferencing, like everybody's seeing where you live. Oh, you can blur out the backgrounds. Yeah, I know. But like sometimes you don't do that or you're not thinking about it. And then you're like, Ugh. you know, Steve from accounting now. Has <laughs> seen what has seen my poster collection, dude. I love Green Day. I can't help yeah. it. <laughs> I love Billy Joe. So what? Yeah. He's a little heavy on the eyeliner. Um, they say normally people spend about sixty dollars per head on Christmas events. What? And so this is allowing like corporations. This is allowing them to scale back and still kind of do something. I always say, though, one of the best office Christmas parties you could ever have is just the money they would have spent. I say that to you. I say that too. Divide it. What was the party last year? Mm-hmm. Divide that by how many people were going to attend. And then send a check. That's it. And then send a check. Call it a day. It'd be like, Merry Christmas. Here it is. Yep. Well, happy Kwanzaa, happy holidays. Ho, fucking ho. Yeah. Like, that's it. Here's. Fifty dollars. That's what I, I think. That's a good Christmas. Well, these parties—I don't know. I've been to some parties where it's really nice, and I hope they dish it out this year. Yeah, we we used to go to some attorney parties mm-hmm. around this time of year, and they, you know, pretty lavish. Yeah. So I will miss out on that. But at the same time, it's like you know, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? I. I, I don't want people to get together. Yeah. You know, it's, it's dangerous to do so. So it's not going to be fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What do you have? Uh, oh, you know, because it is such a commercial um, holiday and it's all about the gifts for a lot of yes. people. It's like, and it's, and now like in this age of COVID where people are like finances are a big question mark. Um, how are you going to um, survive with your finances intact? Oh, throughout the Christmas holidays? Yeah. So they're like, what do you do? You know, and don't buy anything. (laughs) I mean, it sounds silly, but I've been saying this for years to people because again, I have friends who have kids and they're like, we're really hurting this. I said, just don't buy anything for them. Tell them to shut up. Yeah, it says, like, create a holiday budget, including gifts, food, decorations, wrapping supplies, potential travel, and postage for holiday cards. Review your list and decide what you can cut. But so so what's on that list again? Postage, which is, I mean. For the holiday cards. People, postage, okay. To any travel that's allowed. Okay, travel. Wrapping supplies. Mm-hmm. Decorations, food, gifts. Yeah, I mean, I think you can you can skip on the decorations. Your home is lovely. 
Yeah, and you probably can use what you have already. You don't have to. You can, yeah, you don't need to. I don't think people buy. So again, we don't really celebrate Christmas, but we have like a, a large milk crate, like one of the double size ones mm-hmm. full of Christmas decorations. And I think every year, at first, every year we were buying stuff because we were new. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, psh, if I buy one ornament, like someone gave me an ornament at a party last year. And I was like, what the hell am I going to, it's like one more ornament that I need. <laughs> so you, can, you know, it's like whatever you have, be, you know, you can, you can work with that. Right. Right. Exactly. Now you go to your friends and family that you normally exchange with and be like, look, um, let's yeah. just either forego it or set a dollar limit. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are shy in our culture about being honest when they don't have the money for things. Yeah. Um, but I like the, the idea of just, yeah, setting, setting a limit is nice, right? 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And then you just have to get creative or you can say like, we'll only take something that's made. Yeah. We have to make something. And now they're doing something here that they're calling, um, the gift value. All right. So if you have a budget based on (laughs) value rather than by the amount. I feel like I'm getting on ripped off already on this one. Yes. So each person has, um, this is a way to reduce your expenses. So decide in, decide in advance the gift value of each recipient. So <clears throat> if you want $50 for your sister, right? Mm-hmm. Now find a gift that is $50 value, but only costs Like the MSRP or whatever? Yeah, but only costs you $30 or $40. Um, so if you want to get a sweater for somebody, but you work at a fashion company mm-hmm. and say hey you know for I, example yeah um I'll, you're i'll get you a 50 dollars sweater but you really only pay 25 dollars for it with your employee discount that's what you I, I would say as a pushback on this that that 20 if you bought it for 25 dollars, that is the value i'm not going to feel that extra 25 dollars for you i'm sorry yeah exactly Right, that just whatever you pay for something, that's the value of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't get to say, "Yeah, this is a fifty dollars sweater," but you know. I think this is a very good year for people just to go ahead and not exchange gifts at all. Yeah. Instead of making somebody feel uncomfortable about their financial situation, because you know a lot of people have lost their jobs or had had their hours cut. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it. I ran into uh, a person that I know the other day, and I was really surprised that she told me she'd lost her job. Oh. Now this is this is someone who I who has been a professional, has been working her entire life, has probably never been unemployed, and I've been seeing her around. And I, you know, it just happened to come up. We were talking about it. So that I guess my point is, is that you don't know who yeah. has has the money and who doesn't. So maybe it's a good idea just to say categorically like let's you know let's just do cards this year it's been a rough year for everyone yeah or let's make the gift when we can all get together when this is over yeah um because yeah people are losing jobs and you don't know also remember people's unemployment is starting to run out yeah people sadly are going to be getting laid off soon because it's the end of the year right right depending on you know how how companies report their earnings and things like that. I think a lot of people are going to get laid off at the end of the year. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I would be really cautious about spending money 
now. Yeah. If you're spending money now, you're gambling that you're not going to be laid off. Yeah. Right. And then it says here, um, do you usually send out more holiday cards than you receive? If so, why don't you just call people during the holiday season? It doesn't okay. cost anything. And then, or you can only mail cards to people who send them to you. Do people really send that many cards? I, I mean, we send cards. But I, I, I maybe send maybe uh, five cards around the holidays. Yeah. I give people a, a cards because I would see them. I guess this year I won't. Or they just won't get a damn card. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd hate to think that somebody is spending money sending me a card that they need. Yeah. Because it gets expensive, actually. The cards and... The cards are expensive, yeah. You know, and then the stamps again. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, But, you know, maybe... But then again, is every, isn't everybody tired of the video calls? Like, oh, uh, talking to you again? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. Um, I mean, I guess you could take a funny picture and like annotate it and send it to people that's personal i've done that before for people's birthdays not because i didn't have the money and didn't you know yeah and didn't want to send them a card but it was like i wanted to make it really personal yeah so i'd like put some cool pic stuff together took a picture of it and then you know annotated it with some text or something yeah, that's poor a lot of people don't like things you know, like a lot of people, they want to get a card, but they don't want to keep a card, but they don't want to throw it away. Yeah. And they feel like they have to, to keep it. So, yeah, I mean, virtual, there's nothing wrong with sending people virtual stuff right now. Yeah. And then they said, um, you know what? Cut back on the baking. When was the last time you heard someone complain of a shortage of holiday goodies? Never. <laughs> Cut back on the baking? I was going to say bake. Yeah. Yeah. That's because cool. it's cheap. <laughs> Right, and then you could give it to the neighbors and stuff. Oh, mm -hmm. Could I have? Ready? I mean, I've I've done that before, um, and I think people really liked it. I mean, people really enjoy getting two dozen cookies, yeah, freshly baked, uh, and it doesn't cost that much. That's true. Yeah. So then they're like, plan ahead and do your shopping, make a shopping list, and if you can't find a good deal, then consider an alternative. Be like, yeah, I really wanted to get you the sweater. But you're getting now what, what would happen if somebody just told and it's not very american but what if i if i was just like you know what i'm flat people <laughs> no one's getting anything yeah that's it i'm sorry i can't even do a card i don't think any of my friends would be upset they would probably ask if i need help yeah but i don't you know like if someone came to you and was like i'm sorry i just can't do anything this year at all like I, you know, okay, like, oh, it's totally fine. I mean, yeah. You have the perfect excuse right now. It's, it's a pandemic. People are, the economy is, is not that great. Yeah. So it's time to, um, really, let's, you know, forget about all these trappings. Yeah. And just uh, tighten the belt and just, you know, be realistic about it. You know, I think that's what people would have done before, but if you can't, um, if you really just want to throw money around, I, I did a little research on what Neiman Marcus has this year on the 2020 fantasy gift catalog. Oh, really? Okay. What is what, what fantasy yeah. are they pushing up for um, this year? So it, th this list of gifts was created with a quote unquote, modern sense of adventure, the importance of self-care, as well as a focus on discovering cherished heirlooms and spending quality time with 
loved ones. It recognizes the importance of being home for the holidays. It's the 94th edition, and here are the highlights from Neiman Marcus. Um, for $295,000, you can get an in-circle acetylene custom travel library involving books, furniture, objet d'art, all curated by Prosper Asseline and his wife, Martine Asseline. A traveling library? No, it's a travel library. I like your idea oh, better. Okay. <laughs> I like the Katie Casimir traveling library. I was like, wow. I was like, right this up. is fancy. Anytime you go on a trip, yeah. then your library comes with you, including the furniture. <laughs> no, this is, they're going to curate a travel library for you, including the furniture. Wow. Object art, yeah, pieces of art and books. Wow. To put into your, because you are a wealthy person who wants to have a library, but you're an ignorant person. Yeah. You, you know what to put into it. So, yeah. You, just, you want, you recently learned that it's not pronounced library. Yes. And library. I want one. <laughs> yes. And you're, you're not sure what an object dar is, but you want it. Yeah. You're getting it. It's going to be you're all gonna over get it. For $295,000. And these they're going to pick out books that when Elon Musk comes over, he'll be like, oh, I have that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be okay. So for $255,000, you can get a Bolus Endless Highways Bespoke Performance Edition travel trailer. Ooh. It's a mobile home, people, including an exclusive design consultation to customize the interior with an array of yacht grade finishes, but it's a trailer. I mean, it's a mobile home <laughs> um, for $255,000. It's an RV. Okay. An RV for 250. Uh, it's a little overpriced, right? Who is, who is living like that? Like what millionaire is like, you know what? I've always just wanted to travel in an RV. Forget about the four seasons. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> like forget about the Mondrian. Well, the four seasons. <laughs> where it's at the four seasons is where it's at uh for three hundred forty-five thousand know you know why you want that mobile home so you could go and drive up to the four seasons parking lot and hang out there and hang out in the four seasons parking lot for for um in case anyone has an announcement to make yeah if you want to say something to people uh for three hundred forty-five thousand dollars, i can get you a year of wellness designed by canyon ranch at that price after that year i better see like cindy crawford wow <laughs> like the i better be, you better be cindy crawford and i better be naomi campbell after that year of wellness a year wow uh, over there at the canyon how much is that again three hundred and forty five thousand dollars. a lot of money to spend the, but that's it's so worth it jaquetta you know I when, you know what when you're done you're you'll look like almost a quarter of a million bucks <laughs> <laughs> some of the money is for tips so an uh, exotic gems from Oscar Heyman for a hundred two hundred thousand. Um, for hundred and forty five thousand dollars, you can collaborate with that hack designer, potter, and author Jonathan Adler. Oh, and create a one of a kind game parlor. Wait a minute, Jonathan Adler is in all yes this Gen X like guru. 
just casting basic things in white ceramic in my mind. Oh my God. You know, I heard him speak once at a thing. Why? What did he say? How to rip people off? No, he was really actually very personable. He was, um, he should be, you know, but somebody did ask him like, uh, um, if you were to try to start your business today, what would you say? And he'd be like, good luck to you. There is, he's like, you need a ton of money to start a business. He goes, I just got lucky. <laughs> Thank you. Jonathan Adler, everybody. Really? He was just like, it was at the right time. It was, was it 50 right bucks time. a ticket. And that was it. But now you need a lot of money behind you. You have to have all the social media stuff going. And he went on. Yeah. Actually, I didn't think about that. You're right. I mean, when he started his business, it was like, you know, oh, I'm going to make a ceramic bird. And people were like, that's amazing. Yeah. And he was like, it's okay. But yeah, it's it's, it's just a bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, for $95,000, you could get a Keith and James collection of custom made chapeau. <laughs> Custom chapeau, including signature hat box and custom display case for your chapeau. Just a chap, one chapeau? Uh, A collection of chapeaux. Okay. (laughs) Uh, For $215,000, and I know as a wine drinker, you will walk, not run to this. A five-night wine country escape to Jesse Katz Montage Healdsburg Resort. You've had Montage wines. I have? Yeah. If you spent $12 on a wine. Oh, then I, okay. <laughs> back in the day, back probably before we met, we both enjoyed a Montage wine. And so you could spend five days there drinking $12 bottles of wine for how much? <laughs> yes, for $215,000. That sounds like a bargain. Again, this is like the shistiest group of, uh, you know, things for sale I've ever seen. Well, how could they even do that with a straight face? I don't know. Five I, days. I, I, it's like but with the first night after you're hungover, you're like, that wine is so bad that it's like your hangovers last for three days instead of a day. Yeah. And so it's like you're in bed recovering. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have to go home. The trip's over. Yeah. That's basically it. And that's for $215,000. So I'm taking everything in that room with me then. Montage is the wine. The, the word montage is written on it and script. You would recognize it. Um, when you see it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's just not the greatest. But apparently they have a spa and a resort. Really? So you'll probably spend about $40 on wine <laughs> and then the rest, the remaining, you know, 214000 etc. On the spa and walking around the, the facility. Okay. For $185,000, you have the chance, just the chance to meet rancher and chef Tom Perini and a trip to the James Beard award winning Perini Ranch Steakhouse in Buffalo Gap, Texas. The chance. You have to, to meet this pay that for, just for a chance. $185. Yeah. I, he better be there. He better be there. <laughs> for $185,000. Give me a foot massage too. Yes, exactly. Um, and then for $345,000, you have a five night trip to pilot Don Sheldon's chalet in Alaska involving a private chef. <laughs> involved. He's involved. He walked through the kitchen 
<laughs> it doesn't say prepared by, hosted by. It just says involving. He's probably there too. Like, what the? Oh, I'm cooking? What? <laughs> I know. I've just paid $345,000. A glacier exploration led by professional Denali guides, spectacular night skies included, and more. $345,000. They're including the night sky? Yeah. So who's <laughs> charging you for this night sky? <laughs> yeah. $345,000. Oh, my God. That is the Neiman Marcus fantasy, how we separate the rich from their money uh, gift Christmas catalog from 2020. Well, all the best to them. Yeah. Get your Smithsonian home throws out, uh, your Versace robes and slippers, etc. Yes. That's right there is a that's that's the reason for the season. It is. Well, everyone, it's a different season. It's a whole different holiday this year. Yeah. Um so some of the, the problems from the past are not an issue this time, but we have new ones. So yeah, <laughs> we will create more. Yeah, so stay flexible. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, and good luck, people. You can do it. And when all else fails, you can always go back. We've got, this is our 10th, I think, survival guide, yeah. 9th or 10th survival guide. There, There's many more tips in the other survival guides. I will put a link up to where you can find those. Um, and remember, when in doubt, booze. That's right, white wine. Or any, anything within reach will do. Yeah, so, at this point. That's, that's, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Slave as